BSBOT, the last ever public episode. A sad one to go out on, to be honest. Is it, isn't it kind of sad that the last BSBOT that goes on the main feed before it goes beyond the paywall on Patreon is kind of a loss to a layman, yo? Isn't that sad? It's It stinks. Maybe the most you just throw up? <laughs> what, did I? It no. sounded like you did. I, I, dude, I, I told you this before we started recording. This has been a hell of a week. Yep. And then today was an incredibly long day that no one here gives a shit to hear about. So yep. I'm not going to get into the details. Um, but that's why we no, keep grinding for the fans, Greg. It, damn right. Damn, damn right. right. Has, has, has there ever been a more Elaine Vino win? No. Than this one. No, this is like the prototypical, like this is, we've watched so much Elaine Vino in our days. We've talked about him on this podcast. Our most listened to podcast or third most listened to podcast this year was the nine Oh victory against the flyers, which was mostly mm. curse words to be honest with you. Uh, and in this case, to rely on uh, Mr. Elliot to save a million incredible, sa- like just save after save, very Henrik Lundqvist esque, Jimmy Howard esque on MSG night, just doing his best and dand- damnedest to prevent the Rangers from having any fun whatsoever. Like, let's not kid ourselves here, right? The Rangers had every chance to win this game, every single chance. Kako blew it. It, really, Panarin... it shouldn't. It shouldn't have been one nothing after one. No, the, way. the odds of it. The, the odds you play that exact period a hundred more times and the score line is just one nothing Rangers, I think it's fewer than 10. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I said to a couple of people that we, we usually talk to, like, this game should be 5-2, 5-3, maybe. Igor played yeah. out of his absolute mind. The guy, like, it's so, he's hey, so credit good. Credit where credit is due, so did Elliot, man. Oh, Elliot, yeah. I, I, I tweeted this before we started recording, but... It, it, it felt like Elliot himself demoralized the New York Rangers. And then as soon as, as soon as Van Riemsdyk gets that second goal, the Rangers were like, well, fuck. That's it. Shit. Yeah. What do we That's do now? It. Yeah. It's... Yeah. It, the first, the first goal is so fluky that I think it like, I could, you could see it annoy and piss the well, Rangers off. First of all, JVR like, he took a puck he off his off the face. face. He took it off the fucking face. He took it off the face and it went right into the net. And it was like, okay, well, sometimes you're the tree if, you know, that's it. Like, what What are you going to do? You get pissed on sometimes. That's exactly what happened to the Rangers. And uh, then it was like, okay, we can fight back into this at 1-1. The second goal. Well, first of all, JVR, hockey players, my dude, comes back out. It clearly has something in his mouth. Maybe he lost some teeth. Has no idea. He's chewing on some stuff. Looks like he's bleeding a little bit in his mouth. Just... Right in front of the net, tips one in, 2-1, two, no, two, Rangers, and that's it. They look defeated. Panarin scores a late goal in two minutes left. And, uh, I mean, listen, you, the Rangers had many, many chances, even even on the 6-5 to score there and, and, and could not convert. And now it, the playoff hunt is over. We spent a lot of uh, Tuesday morning's episode talking about, uh, you know, how this could be really a, a run that the Rangers could make versus the Islanders and, and – uh, other teams in the, the hell of pit of misery, the East, did not happen. Lost two games in a row, and it's over now, Greg. You know, hate to be a bummer, but that there's no way now. I know there's some well, mathematical way, but no chance. No, and we talked about this on on the Tuesday morning show where the Rangers were in a position, not just you can't lose games, you can't drop points, and they went 0 for 4. So it's I understand that mathematically, technically speaking, the New York Rangers are alive, but they very much are not. No, it's no. It, it's done. The Islanders got at least a point tonight. I, I'm, I apologize for not knowing 
if they actually won. I just know it went to overtime. I believe they the won Bruins, uh, one nothing. Let me check right now. The Bruins did exactly what we thought the Bruins would do against Five the Sabres. Five one against which the Sabres. Is, yeah, so it's yeah. The Islanders couldn't we're, go to overtime for the Rangers. They oh, they actually lost. I'm sorry, it was the opposite. Capitals uh, won. Uh, but in nothing. overtime. But in overtime. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. We said it. So we said they, on the they show. Got, they got the point. Yeah. It, it's the point at this point is it, it's just as much of a death blow as the Rangers itself losing. Yeah. Listen, it. The Rangers played it. Yeah. It sucks. The the four game Devil series really turns out to be just such a false flag because the Devils are just so so bad. Yeah. So of course the Rangers won four in a row. It's almost unfortunate. The Devils did score five goals in a row row. against the Pittsburgh Penguins in the third period the other day, though. I just want to give some credit to the Devils. Uh, Six. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Yeah. They they came back from, I think it was six nothing. They came back and still lost. Lindy Ruff, keep it up, man. Love love it. Please please stay there forever. Um, Yeah, the Rangers needed to be perfect. And to their credit, they looked great once again against this Flyer team in the first period. Looked awesome. Dominant. They looked Dominant. They looked great for the first half of the second period as well. They were playing extremely well. It just it, – something happened on the first Van Riemsdyk goal where it literally goes off his face and in the net. And it, it, it looked like the Rangers became frustrated. And then when he scores the second one, it looks like the Rangers are like, well, fuck. Brian Elliott has taken away our will to live. And – this is the bed we've made now. It, I'm not going to say this. It looked like the players quit or anything. No, it didn't look it, like anybody gave up. But you could no. You could, but it, you, the just, vibes are, are real, man. I, you know, vibe check in, yeah. in arenas and, and around teams. Those things, no matter what analytics people tell you, and I'm sure they'll tell you that they don't exist and vibes and momentum doesn't exist and all that stuff. And I respect the chart boys out there. You know that I'm friends with a lot of chart boys and chart girls. Shout out to Shana. Uh, and in this case, uh, there was a, just a bad vibe around the team once they were down 3-1. It was just, that's it. You kind of know. Well, I, I, it was, I thought when, when it got to 2-1, it, it kind of felt like just an inevitability at that point in time. Oh, um, I don't even know where we go from here. That's kind of the sad part. It's like we have the nine games remaining on the New York Rangers schedule. And the power play didn't particularly change tonight. Uh, there was no stream for the beat writers to watch earlier this week, uh, or rather after the Islander game. And there was some reports that Kako got some power play time. Yes. Power play two saw a little bit of ice time tonight with Lafreniere on it. So that was nice. A little bit of a treat. Lafreniere got also a lot of first, uh, first line time, which was nice, but I th- will say that again, that first line looked great. Looked the good. first period and a half of the game, they, Lafreniere was getting opportunities. He I thought Mika had a lot of good chances to bury a couple yeah, of good ones. He was making opportunities for really Mika. Kako had a good game, drawing an offensive zone penalty. Always gets a little uh, feather in the hat from me. Um, Brendan Smith had the most Brendan Smith game that I could possibly imagine, which is he scores a goal and immediately takes two penalties thereafter as well. Um, there, it, This game's tough because there were a lot of things to like about the Rangers' performance early. It's just... Brian Elliott was possessed by Henrik Lundqvist. Oh, yeah. I don't have any other way to describe it. It's funny because I don't know what else to say about that game. <laughs> it's like, well, that was it. it it's so deflating because to me, you know, losing against the Islanders 6-1 was brutal. It was maybe the most embarrassing game loss of the year, in my opinion, with the exception when of maybe consider, When you consider night. the stakes... Yeah. When you consider the stakes, yes. Yeah, it was the most embarrassing loss of the year. And opening night when you, the Rangers lose 5 nothing to the Islanders 
when you've been dying and craving hockey for all that time. It's like, all right, well, at least there's a game in a couple of days from now. And the Rangers ended up uh, getting some revenge against the Islanders at that point in time. The Rangers have gone back and forth with the Islanders quite a few times this year. It's never really been a, t- a tight battle. It's one of the other team. One of the one team dominates, the other one doesn't. That's exactly it. And in this this game, it was like, all right, well, we lost to the Islanders six one. Maybe the week, like if everything falls right, we can still keep momentum. We beat AV. We go into the weekend, and things are it's a little tough, but we can still keep the momentum and keep it tight for the other teams. Just didn't happen. Just didn't happen. And that that's it. the the playoff The playoff hopes are uh, are dashed. That's the end of the season, pretty much. And that's okay. You and I expected them not to make the playoffs. We said all year long, this is the fifth or sixth best team in the in this division, and that's okay. But my big takeaway from this year so far, and I've said it from the beginning, there's a lot of good hockey uh, being played in this division. There's a lot of great teams, and I would have rather had them in this division than any other division in the league because this is a team that's going to know and be battle-tested from now on like what good hockey is, and when they go play other teams in other divisions where they should have been a playoff team next year, I expect them to... Uh, surprise and impress a lot of squads from the West and Canadian division next year that that won't be ready for the talent that they have stacked on this lineup. Yeah, I we never want to be the guys that say you know moral victories, right? I I, I, I don't feel really like, like moral victories. Myself, yeah, I, I hate them. I hate them. But that doesn't mean there aren't positives to take away from the season. But if you go all the way back, hell, if you go all the way back to not just before the season, but after opening night when the Rangers got absolutely shit pumped by the Islanders. They did. Um, If you told me after that game that the New York Rangers with nine would take this season down to nine games remaining where they had a legitimate shot. I would have clapped. I'm sure you would, you would, you would have, you would, first of all, you would have been surprised. You wouldn't have even clapped. You would have been like, that doesn't seem likely. I don't know what kind of mojo you're drinking. How many teams got COVID that the Rangers got to take advantage of is right. essentially what you would ask me there it, uh and, and then, then you I didn't even you, tell me about tony d'angelo or tammy panarin and Filipino breaking his hand yeah yeah and then take it a step further jd davis oh my mets game everybody Matt alert. i'm sorry it's I'm okay sorry. i'm so sorry <laughs> but it, it's god man if that could, if that child could just play fucking defense he'd be so good we're talking about zach jones um, no i'm talking about <laughs> no zach, zach jones was fine was, we'll, get, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, he looks like a child, though. Nine, Rangers Rangers take it down to nine games remaining. They are the fifth best team in the division, which is higher than you and I thought that they would finish this season. Yes, sir. They, they've they looked competitive on in a night-in, night-out basis. You can count on... 14 one-goal losses now, Greg, with, after tonight. It, it, brutal. But also, one-goal losses, that's fluky. Like... That's straight fluky. We, I, I always think back about the year the Orioles went on their big run with Buck Showalter, and they were like twenty-seven and ten in one-run games. That wasn't that. That's just luck. That that doesn't that's that doesn't scream talent. That's just getting super lucky, and it is not repetitive. Um, they never did it again, or indicative so, there for that go. matter. Mm-hmm. It's. Yeah, it, it's tough, but I really, I really do think if you were honest about your real, real expectations for this team before the season, if you, if you were taking a hard look at what this division looked like, the teams the Rangers were going to play on a constant basis, the way the schedule was mapped out, if you had told me before the season started the Rangers would be the fifth best team in the division and take the playoff race down to the final ten games of the season, 
I would have been surprised and I would have been happy. So I, I can't sit here and say that I'm that disappointed with the outcome of the season when you take a step back and think about everything. And then you add in the variables that happen this year. Mika gets COVID and is non-existent for the first half of the season. Yep. Artemi Panarin disappears for two weeks. Tony D'Angelo lasts less than 10 games. Um, you, you, you just you take all these things into account. And I don't know how you can just take a step back and not be encouraged by what you saw this year. Furthermore, the performance of Ryan Lindgren, eye-opening. He's no longer just a passenger with Adam Fox. No, not at he all. He's a difference maker in his own right. Um, the emergence of Keandre Miller, a, a child who in his rookie season has proven to be a reliable has had top four people, I know some people out there that are going to be like, well, he's been blah, blah, blah these last couple of weeks. He's a rookie. He's, he's, rookie. Way, he's way better than he's supposed to be already. He's, but, a, he's a rookie who isn't getting the benefit of getting to see different teams all the time. And he's on the These ice teams, 20 minutes a night, guys. He's playing Hard. four of the best teams eight times a year. If there's a hole in Keandre Miller's game, the Bruins are going to find it. And it's not like he's getting completely blown out of the water. No, he's got walked once in a while, but it's he's had a lot of better moments than he has bad moments, that's for sure. You've got to be encouraged by the turnaround in Jacob Truva's game. With a capital C. Oh, Jacob yeah. We Truman. haven't even mentioned that. Yeah, nice one there, Greg. That was good. Thank you. Uh, uh, we haven't even mentioned his possible upper body injury, which is likely a, a concussion. It's a concussion. So yeah, there it's we a go. concussion. Yeah. And calling it day-to-day is kind of insulting to our intellectual abilities here. Yeah, it's it's He's called Jacob, Jacob Truba's season is over. For the, or it should be over, rather. The most optimistic out view is he's, what, day-to-day for the next 10 days? But that takes it to the end of the season. Right. So it's... What, no, this why isn't rush the Tampa him back? Bay Lightning. This isn't the Tampa Bay Lightning. We don't have to put him on long-term IR just to fucking cheat. By the way, the Lightning are cheating. It's very important for us to sell, t- tell everyone that, yes. Ryan, $85 million tied up to 14 players. <laughs> 14. Yeah, you know what? You before, need, before we go to Ryan, break. You need, you need 19 to play a hockey game. <laughs> before we go to break, um, two things. First things. There's been a lot of writing from the mainstream NHL media over the past couple of days about this long-term IR tricks and if GMs are concerned. And then there was an article about the Maple Leafs. Who cares what the Maple Leafs are doing with long-term IR? Are we serious right now? <laughs> it's not, I, course, well, uh, how does it affect the Toronto Maple Leaps? That's how. Yeah, what about the Leafs? What about training? long-term IR with the Leafs? Are the Leafs cheating? Incredible. Um, Incredible. Real quick before we go to break, and then we're going to come back, continue this season, uh, the end of the season. We're going to have a full end-of-season review. You guys know we do this show every week, right? Uh, but What? Yep. This, I mean, I forgot we were doing it tonight. That's so true. not a good start. This episode, BSBOT, our second episode of the week, will be going away from the main feed. It'll be on a feed called patreon.com slash breakaway. Yep. Wait. Yep. Are you this, sure? this will be the last one. If you're like, hey, I actually really like the second episode a week. It's nice. I love the Rangers. I like Ryan and Greg, and I want to support them. It'll be on patreon.com slash breakaway for moving on. Can you still listen to it in your podcast player? Yes. I think everything but Spotify. Spotify is still being a little bit nitpicky about putting new RSS feeds into there. App, whatever. Yeah, maybe, I don't know. maybe if they weren't giving millions of dollars to the ringer, they could have figured this shit out. Yeah, well, there's a lot. You know, the ringer, great website. Uh, so, great website. Katie Bakes, fucking love Katie. Do, Bakes. do love Katie Bakes and love a lot of ringer staffers. Um, anyway, so uh, if you want to keep listening to the, the second episode a week, patreoncom breakaway. We'll be right back. Transition. We are back. All right. Okay, let's... back back to the Tampa Lightning. I just okay. I, I have the one point that really pissed me off today. Pierre LeBron. 
Yep. Busiest man in America can't, doesn't have time to come on this podcast. I get it. Uh, he only has about eight minutes, by the way. Yeah, less than ten. Can't do it. Has to do it at one o'clock in the afternoon as well when we have fucking nine to five jobs. Not the point. It's not here to bitch <laughs> about that. But the gall that he has to imply that Seattle getting Tyler Johnson and Alex Kalorn and all nine and a half million dollars that they're owed next year would be good for Seattle. Get the fuck. Out of here. Yes. Fuck off. It's You gotta be shitting me with that. It, I don't... I, why, why are we helping Tampa? I don't understand why everyone wants to help Tampa. Do we just feel bad for them? I don't understand. They win a cup. We, oh, yeah. We feel bad for the defending Stanley Cup champion cool. who live in a fucking tax haven. I feel... Yeah. My heart fucking breaks. I feel terrible Ryan. for them. It's uh, it's really... I feel so sad. Uh, let's fucking go to cheats. the take... Uh, Zach Jones. Yeah. He played. Look. I don't know how long you can wear that backwards hat. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough look. It's, well, it's, it's not just. I know it, he's twenty. Uh, well, something something's happened, right? Once upon a time, when we well, we're old were now, in high that's school. One. Yeah. What, what? What? That's one. What? What did I do? Wait. What do you mean? Where I said we're old. Well, I don't know. Oh yeah. No, we're fucking old. Yes. That goes without saying. Um, it is when we were in high school. That's when like the fitted hats really came back. Yeah, in, right? fit fashion. Like the the the. The crisp fitted hat. A lot of guys spending a lot of time at lids. My head is so we big, I can't do hats, bro. I look 21. ridiculous. But yeah. But I will say something's something's changed in the last like five years, right? The the snapback is back. That that is the hat. See, rock. you're a hat Everybody... guy. You could pull you could pull hats off. You look good in hats. I look well, like I shit. I need to because I don't have hair. That's a part. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, that is that, true. That, that is there's. <laughs> it, it's almost like. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, do I need a hat because I don't have hair? But also, would I have hair if I just didn't wear hats all the time? Right. It's it's a tough question. I ask myself every day. I don't know. I don't know the answer. I don't want to know the answer because I don't want to live with regret. But and I just anyway, Zach Jones, buddy. Listen. Zach welcome. Jones, you got to get the snapback, man. It, it's just I don't, there's something about it. it. It's not quite like the crisp fitted hat. It's kind of like the the dad fitted hat where you're trying to look cool by not having the snapback anymore, but it's just not working out. You got to get a, got to get a different hat game, man. His, you have a lot of his former guys coach who team. just won the national title did comment on uh, Twitter today, put the hat down. I can't believe how, how fast they forget, which was an OG move. I like, I loved it. Congratulations. Uh, I, Zach Jones was fine. Quinn was doing a, an okay job, uh, making sure that yeah, Hayek and Jones were out there on the same time. Hayek got walked a couple times in this game and I'd really never like to see him again. That's okay. <laughs> uh, I hope Tarmo comes up for the last Larry, nine that's games. That's Larry Brooks's guy, man. You back off. Oh yeah. Um, Future guest. Yeah. Can't, can't blame Zach Jones at all for what happened on the two on one. He was on an Island, did everything he possibly could there. And yes, sir. You know, Vorchek's a very good hockey player who made a very good hockey play. I don't, I don't blame Igor or Jones for essentially getting left out to dry there when even, and it's not even getting left out to dry. The Rangers are down a goal and they're trying to push offensively. And when you do something like that, you leave yourself weak on the back end and that kind of shit happens. Um, Yeah. It's yeah. I, I, there's nothing, there's nothing. It was the most vanilla opening night or debut that I could really think of. I, I can't think of a moment where I was like, wow, Zach Jones looks a little overmatched. Yeah, I he also can't think of a moment where play. I was like, yeah, he, he, he hung around the entire night. He, he did fine. I'd like to see more of him. That, that's basically my takeaway. Yep. What, 
the fuck happened in the, I just, I just <laughs> the Mets do it the Mets man the Cubs baby wait what the shit oh my god dude Javier Baez is ass yeah well I know you know that what happened what the fuck um uh, cut, you want the play-by-play? I'll cut this part out. <laughs> no, don't cut this part out. Okay. This, part in, this is great. Okay. Uh, he hit a lazy fly ball to center field that for some reason the Mets just decided not to catch. Yeah. But Javi Baez went daydreaming mm-hmm. uh, and got picked off first base. Sure. Yep. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, but they're, re- they're, they're reviewing it, so maybe he didn't get picked off first base. I don't fucking know. Who knows? 3-3. Three, three. Uh, hey, man, it's a single for you. Good for you. Fantasy points. Right? No one cares about my fantasy team. I promise. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. All right, now that we've what gotten all the, Rangers? all the what, yes, Zach Jones? yes, Zach How's Jones. All right, now that we've How so so Jacob Trouba, we we agree shouldn't come back at this point. Uh, Zach Jones, we'll see if they can uh, trot him out well, there for the next nine games. It's not that he shouldn't come back. It's just there's absolutely why, no why? reason to rush. Why? Him. Yeah, no. If 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 Trouba is healthy and good to go, and Trouba himself wants to get two, three, four more games in before the season's over, because there's going to be another questionably long off season where we think this season will start regularly in October. Yeah. But we don't really know We're going to have sure. some questions about that, I think, right? With the... it, should, it should just be up to Truba. And, <laughs> but the Rangers should also be oh, like... when the season starts? If you... yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Listen, oh, captain, my captain. Yes. Um, it should be... If Truba says he's good to go, the Rangers should be like, all right, we're going to wait two more days, and then you're good to go. But I don't know. I We... This is the nature of the NHL, right? We don't really know what's going on. We assume we know what's going on. We think we know what's going on, but uh, Baez, by the way, safe at first base. Oh, okay. Thank you. I was really worried. Uh, let's let's make a prediction defensively. Does Hayek okay. play these next nine games with the New York Rangers? Well, yes, especially if Troop is out of the lineup. I, I didn't know if you thought there was any chance Tarmo comes up. I don't know why he's not here now. I'm kind of the same way. If, I but I also, I don't know why he wasn't here when the Rangers were playing the Devils. I also I don't know, agree. I don't, I don't, I don't know why he wasn't here when the Rangers decided Potato needed to get back in the lineup instead of Ayak. I wonder if it's a contract thing that I'm not paying attention to. It can't be. He can't slide anymore. So then he, he's, so he's then it's not out. that. Yes. Yeah. It's I, maybe the Rangers, it, you know, Exposure? They like what they're seeing. No, There's, they like what they're seeing out of games. Carmo yeah. in Hartford, and they don't want to disrupt the boat. They don't want to rock it. What happened? What'd you say? No, no, I was, I was saying uh, maybe exposure for Seattle, but they, there's no way he wouldn't have enough games, of course. So, no, and again, he's. I don't think you can. Isn't the whole thing you can't expose guys on their entry level deals? That's correct. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, that's why that me saying that was dumb. So uh, yeah, well, it, it's you're a, dumb, dumb. That's true. It's yeah, just, and I just want to say, I for the record, because I've seen it a couple times, and people are like, yeah, what the fuck's Quinn's problem? He's not calling up Tarmo. You guys realize it's not on Quinn, right? It's not Quinn. It's uh, Mr. Gordon. Is that, that yeah, he, I mean, maybe, maybe it's a uh, joint effort where Quinn says he wants to see more from Hayek and Batetto and all these guys, and he would prefer Tarmo to continue to get run in Hartford. But Gordon also has the power to be like, buddy, I'm just going to call him up and we're just going to play him. Gordon, like, it's yeah. Gordon has, has, has that ability. I mean, right. We've, we've talked about this before when you, the way, the way back when go back into the way back machine, when we talked about taking toys away from Elaine Vino, yep. specifically Tanner glass, like be, be angry all you want at the coach. The general manager has the power to be like, this guy's not going to be here anymore for you to play and he could also have the power to say i'm bringing this guy up and we need to get him in the lineup 
whether he can leave it up to Quinn to see how long it takes to get Tarmo in the lineup when he comes up. But Gordon needs to bring him up before Quinn can make any kind of decision with him. Let's talk about the, uh, to, to kind of wrap this podcast up for the next five, six minutes here, uh, the, the changes we want to see in the last nine games. What would we want to, mm-hmm. like, if you were Quinn and you had the ability, what would you do in the last nine games? Uh, just, just for er- experimental reasons, really just want to see how different looks happen. What would you change? Because I have a few things, I think. Well, I mean, first and foremost, remains power play one. Um, Strom, thank you for your service. You've had a great year. Yeah, Chris Kreider. It's, it's see not, you later. Not, it's not a knock on you anymore. Hey, I don't even need to take both of them off. Just take Strom off for me. Uh, just allow Kako and Lafreniere yeah, so and Kravtsov at this point to yeah, get more rotation. That's exactly what I would do. More. I would take Kreider off, and I would put Kako there, and I would take Strom off, and I'd put Loff there, and that would be it. And then you, they can go to power play two. That's it. Nine, but nine it games. wouldn't. It would, Ryan. I, I'm telling you, it wouldn't even make me upset if you kept Kreider on there. Yep. And you just wanted to rotate the kids in the Strom spot. That's fine. Um, That's fine. I, 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 do something with power play one. Change it up a little. I think it's. Hmm. I, I gotta know, see Gauthier. The, I gotta see a little bit of Gauthier over the next nine games. I don't games. know if I. I, don't, I honestly. I. I don't know if I have to. I. I think I want um, to over Brett Howden. I'm sorry, it's over for me. Well, I. I think. I, I mean, it is for sure. It's I for don't sure. Know what else we need to, I don't, I don't know what else we need to see there. Uh, would you rather, would you rather see more Goche? Would you rather see Morgan Barron for the last nine games? I'd rather, I'd rather see Morgan Barron. It's not even close. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like Goche is the guy. I'm, I, I still like Goche. Again, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face that if I'm Seattle and Goche is the guy, the Rangers expose, I'm taking him and I'm not thinking twice about it, but I think we've entered a point in time where, the Rangers have made a decision on Gauthier, and I'd prefer to see Barron over Howden. The Rangers still have three recalls. That is still clear as day. So they, it's not like they don't have room to call up Morgan Barron at this point in time. I, I would prefer – and, and Bor- quite frankly, uh, Barron deserves it. He's killed it in Oh, Hartford. yeah. I understand that they're only playing two teams this entire year, but you asked ba- – you sent Barron to Hartford. You gave him a mission. He completed his mission. I think you have to reward him. Um, I, I'm torn on whether the Rangers should flip Strom and Heedle as well. I think you should. But I, I, I got to say, Ryan, the most surprising part of the season, season, Strom's played well enough where I don't think I'm angry about it. No, I don't. If I'm not don't. really that mad. I, I think Heedle should get the uh, that play where Heedle put the puck between his legs tonight and almost scored. Filthy, unbelievable. Heedle's going to be great. Well, he, ha- he has that talent. Yeah, that is as, as good as Strom has been. There's an element to Strom's game that he lacks that Heedle just doesn't. Heedle Heedle has that something extra that is so tantalizing. I know. Strom, and he Strom's shows like it in flashes, too, player. where it's like, Yeah, Ooh. but, like, Strom's like the high-floor player, where a bad Strom game is still creating offensive opportunities. When Heedle has a bad game, he's just not there. You that's don't true. see him. He's invisible. Um, but that's also because he's a child. 21. And he needs to grow, and he needs to find consistency in his game. So it doesn't worry me that when Heedle has a bad game, it it's glaring. Uh, I'd In these last nine games, I'd allow Heedle to have more bad games. Give him the opportunity. Give him some rope. But at the same time, it just, it just, for whatever reason, it just works with Strom. I, I'm as shocked as anybody else. I kind of like Strom and Kako together, and I kind of want to get them back together at this point. 
Do you like Strom and Kako together, or do you like Panarin and Kako together? I think I actually kind of like Strom and Kako together, too. It's kind of weird. I, I really don't like Kako playing with Chris Kreider. I've said this over and over again. I think they're kind of repetitive in some ways. And I, Yeah, well, I, I, Kako, I, he, maybe he develops an element to his offensive game that it's right now Kako is a straight line player where he's crashing the net and trying to get the puck in as he does it, Correct. which is how Chris Kreider's made an entire career for himself. Yep. So when you have, when you have two guys that are just really dead set on going to the net, it does overlap. And it, it, I agree with you. It's a pairing that doesn't make a lot of sense, which is why I've always liked Kako and Lafreniere because Lafreniere he has a little. He has a little distance in his game. He can shoot the three. I don't mind the kid Whereas, line, but I want Lafreniere up with Booch and Mika. That's where. I, no, you know, I wouldn't. I, I would keep. I would keep Laf up there. I'm fine with that. But that's why I'm saying like I would put Kako with Panarin because again, Panarin he's a maestro. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah, he's the best. He's the top yeah, five player. And he, top three player. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Who would you rather have, Panarin or McKinnon? McKinnon. Yeah, I think it's McDavid, McKinnon, Panarin. Probably. Who would you rather have, Panarin or Crosby? This season? Or for next season? Panarin. You think? Yeah. I think that's tough. I know. I feel and bad. We both, we both think Sidney Crosby's a bitch. I, we do. Uh, but I, I feel bad. To, like I almost feel guilty saying that despite being a Ranger fan. So I think that says a lot. But I still think it's Panarin. Yeah. Hmm. I know, right? Isn't that weird? I'm not going to sit here and disagree with you. Yeah, but. I think it's Panarin. Anyway, uh, we'll see how the lines play out. I think Kravtsov has to get a lot more playing time, too. Uh, not that he hasn't got too much. I mean, he got, like, a, like, what, two minutes in the first or whatever. But every time he's on the ice, he looks electric. He looks well, you, awesome. know what, you, know what, you know what encourages me about Kravtsov? And it, it's what encouraged me um, last season with Adam Fox. It, Quinn, when he needs a goal... Put him knows on. he needs Kravtsov on the ice, yep. which is what Quinn would do last year. With Tony when he needed a goal, he would put Fox with Tony. Yep. And he would say, fuck it, th- these guys are my offensive weapons. I'm going to get a goal. And it frustrated us to a point because we're like, well, you could just be doing that all the time because you always need a goal when you really think about it. <laughs> um, hey, hitting home runs and scoring goals is good. Who knew? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting points on the board tends to help. Hmm. But – I, Turns out Tony couldn't reason, have played defense. Wanted, so that's, that was a big reason. Yeah, true, true. I mean, true. Um, but it, it, that does encourage me greatly where there's already trust with David Quinn and Kravtsov where it doesn't matter where Kravtsov starts the game. If the Rangers need a goal late, Vitaly is going to be on the ice. And that, that to me is notable. It's very notable. Couldn't agree more. All right, uh, interesting weekend coming up tonight when you guys listen to this. It was another Flyer game, back-to-back. Hopefully the Rangers can get some revenge. I won't actually be watching that game. I'll be in the woods. And then uh, Sunday. What, what game is this now? Uh, that's the Flyers. Saturday? Friday, Friday night. Oh, Friday. We play again tomorrow? It's a back-to-back, babe. <laughs> that's crazy. Oh Are we recording after that one? Do I have to remember? No, it's Friday night. You're free. Uh, Sunday against the Sabres, and then we'll be back on Monday night to record. So we'll uh, – We'll see you guys next week. It should be an interesting weekend. I hope we get a lot of uh, fun and interesting lineups. Listen, I, you don't need to win every game from now on. The Rangers could lose every game from this way out. I just want them to, to play the kids. That's it. That's all you can ask for. All right. We're out of here. Love you guys. Bye. Pa- Bye. Patreon.com slash Butcher Breakaway. BSBOT, gone forever. Bye.